How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Tuesday, May the 11th. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Let's go ahead and talk about some video games. So first things first, we're going to cover the fiscal year financials for Capcom, who have now reported record profits for the fourth year in a row. So for the 12 months ending March 31st, they saw sales of $850 million and an income of around $320 million. Now, those profits were mostly driven by their gaming division, with the biggest seller being Monster Hunter Rise. It sold about 4 million units. And that is in spite of it only releasing a few days before the fiscal year ended. It did extremely well. Uh, closely following that was the Resident Evil 3 remake which sold 3.9 million units, so it was right behind. Of course, those were their top earners. They also had some other back catalog things like Monster Hunter World Iceborne, the Resident Evil 2 remake, and it was all of these games that actually held up the company, while other divisions at Capcom, like their arcade and film products, were hampered by the pandemic. Anyway, looking forward, Capcom is expecting some strong back catalog sales over the next year, Mixed in with major releases like Resident Evil Village, which just came out and is performing quite well. And the next game they have coming out is Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. That's coming on July 9th. So anyway, hey, the company is doing good, which hopefully means they're going to keep making good video games that people enjoy. We had a very, very quick update from the developers of Gears of War. The team is called The Coalition. And they just put up a quick blog post announcing that they are going to be focusing on current generation development by moving to Unreal Engine 5. Basically saying that the next Gears game is not going to be on the Xbox One. However, because they are changing to a new engine, uh, they don't have any plans to announce a new Gears game anytime soon. Now, Gears 5 came out in 2019. It's only been two years, so that maybe should have been expected anyway. But nonetheless, there you go. All of that being said, Gears 5 is going to continue getting content drops through the end of this year. So if you're interested in keeping tabs with the game, then there you go. That's an opportunity. Hey, you've been having trouble getting your hands on a PlayStation 5, most likely. And unfortunately, Sony is not going to be able to solve that problem anytime soon. Uh, according to Bloomberg, they have told analysts that they don't expect shortages to lift until 2022, the earliest. And... While that does have a lot to do with the fact that it's hard to get their hands on the supplies they need, it's also because they have a tremendous demand, perhaps more so than previous generations. Here's what they say, quote, Even if we secure a lot more devices and produce many more units of the PlayStation 5 next year, our supply wouldn't be able to catch up with the demand. End quote. So there you go. If you're on the chase, it might be a while yet. Okay, and the last thing I'm going to mention here is a book recommendation. I know I don't do that very often, but a book is coming out today, May 11th, from a man called Jason Schreier, and I've mentioned him a few times on this show because he's very well known for his very long, I guess, exposés on the video game industry, if that's what you want to call it. He's written a lot of pieces for Kotaku and Bloomberg about the working conditions of the industry. And he also wrote a book about that. It was called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, released it in 2017. And his newest book is called Press Reset, Ruin and Recovery in the Video Game Industry. And this one is all about how video game studios have fallen apart, and I guess kind of the, the human cost of what it takes to make a video game. And then, of course, some hopefully some optimism 
as to how these problems can be solved in the future. I'm going to pick up a copy myself. I'll probably talk about it on a weekend show or something like that. And uh, anyway, yeah, once again, Press Reset by Jason Schreier. Folks, that is all of the news that I have for you today. There wasn't too much there. Thank you so much for tuning in. It really does mean a lot. Also, a huge thank you to L. Goslin, or Goslin, for leaving a five-star review of the show. And I'll be back tomorrow with the news, as always. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. I think I've said it a few times, but I'm really happy that Capcom is doing well. There's something special about those games, right? Like, both Monster Hunter and Resident Evil. Like, totally different games, right? But very strong communities, very strong identities. I don't know, I just want to see that kind of thing succeed. There was one game I was planning on talking about today, and I didn't end up doing it because the reception of it hasn't been all that great. Uh, It's a game called Hood, Outlaws and Legends, and this is a four-person player-versus-player-versus-enemy heist game. So the basic premise is you have Robin Hood and three other characters with their own distinct skill sets, and they need to break into the castle, steal the treasure, and escape. But the thing is, there's another team doing it at the same time, and so not only are you competing with the AI who you're trying to sneak past, but you might get into these intense fights over, you know, the stolen treasure. And I thought it was a tremendous concept. Like, the game looks really good. This idea of, of battling over the treasure is really cool. And it does have, like, a mostly positive rating on Steam right now. But there's some interesting points that people have made. You know, one of the ones that have come up is that there's no real incentive to do anything in the game uh, prior to escaping. Like, either team can accomplish the various steps it takes to steal the treasure. And so if a team wanted to, they could just hang out all game and then ambush the other team at the end, steal the treasure and run away. It's like, I don't know, that that concept already just turns me off. Really, any multiplayer game that's competitive turns me off because I'm not good at games. But when it's so easily taken advantage of in that case, it's too bad. So I don't know if you have if you've got like a group of friends and you want to check this out. It sounds like your kind of game. It's like 30 bucks on Steam. It reminds me a lot of something like, I don't know, Dead by Daylight? Not in game mechanics, but with the way the UI is, and the combat, and the multiplayer aspects, third person, I don't know, that's what came to mind. What else can we talk about here? Oh, I watched the, uh, I watched the Mortal Kombat movie. Man, that was a trip. Um, I was actually, like, really happy with the Mortal Kombat movie. It could have been way worse. And that's kind of, like, my, the biggest compliment I can give it. If you tell me that they're making a video game movie and then you tell me that it's Mortal Kombat, I'm like, eh, okay, we'll see. And then when the movie played and it was perfectly fine, adequate, you know, that's all I need. That's all I need for a video game movie. Throw the references at me, show me the iconic characters, and if there's a mediocre plot and dialogue, then I'll be happy. I will say Mortal Kombat, uh, just like the video games, so gruesome. (laughs) Like... I was cringing at some of those parts. I forgot that Mortal Kombat was not my favorite in that regard. I'm sure for the people that like that kind of thing, it was quite great. But it was cool, I don't know, it explored some of the backstories of the characters, gave it a very basic narrative structure, and they kept the cast very limited, which I was interested by. Like, they stuck to just a few characters on the good side, few characters on the bad side, 
And they actually ended the movie with a teaser to go find Johnny Cage, who was not in this movie. It very much felt like a setup for a future movie, which is totally fine. You know, it's not going to win any awards. We're never going to call it the best video game movie, but it's watchable. And that's kind of all I'm interested in. They also introduced a new character, like a new Mortal Kombat figure, which is pretty interesting. I wasn't expecting that. The main character turns into like this... Well, I guess I won't spoil it. He doesn't get his powers until the second half of the movie, so I'll let you see it if you're going to watch it. But I'm curious now if they're going to put him in the game. I think that would be really cool. Okay, anyway, man, I should go play some Mortal Kombat. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, that's all for today. Thank you for being here, and uh, until next time, farewell. <laughs>